Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 190, 19, and 0. It's the Unis Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm delighted to be joined in a, apparently, as you've just mentioned to me off air, Joe, a snowy Wolverhampton. I must admit, before we started any podcast in the previous 189 episodes, yeah. I haven't heard this excuse for potential noise disruption during the next hour. What what we what have you just given me, Joe? So s- snow keeps kind of rushing its way down the roof and then falling mm. with a big thud mm. onto onto the floor. That's a thud, um, not a thud. A thud, thud. I don't do the THs with a tongue. It, it, everything's an F. So free is free and, you know, free is mm. the magic number. Um, but yeah, um, so we've got a bit of snow and, you know, I haven't been able to go out in it because... Um, is it bad there? Because, I mean, we've, we've had nothing here. Nothing at all. Nothing at all? No, I mean, no. just maybe a light, a light sprinkling, a light dusting, but nothing care. You know, oh. Nothing that you would that you would um, definitely describe as as snowball slash snowman weather for certain. Oh no, the win, win, winter wonderland here, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, next next door's bit done a snowman in the garden. No, honestly, I'm yeah. very jealous. Honestly, it's it's still kind of it here now. It's not really like subsiding, but it's it's it's. I mean, outside our house is kind of a little cul-de-sac bit, which is basically an ice rink. Um, at the minute, and yeah, there's still loads of snow in the garden, and it, it's basically we probably had a few inches of snow. Yeah, so. Really? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's 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 still like crashing off the uh, off the roof and uh, crashing off the roof. I like uh, that, mate. Uh, uh, alarming the cat at, at, a, um, at regular the intervals. Rate of knots. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, yeah, we, we had it um, just. Uh, just haven't been able to, to go out in it because, as people may have seen on Twitter, I am uh, self-isolating. You are self-isolating, mate. Yeah, you watched the game from home last night. Uh, yeah. Strange, strange, isn't it? It's weird watching it, it at home, not being is. able to do anything. Not that we can do anything when we're in the press box, but you know what I mean. It's uh, yeah. At least it was distinctly warmer, mate. You can have your blanket around you, you can have your hot mug of cocoa, and then you can spit it out in the 93rd minutes when you see that shambled <laughs> yeah. disgrace and, and, and horrific enter. To the game, but we'll come on to that, Joe. Uh, more importantly, did you have a good Christmas? Did you spend it with with fam? Uh, were, were you the one carving the turkey? Did you get any nice presents? Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I won't bore you all with the details, but I, I, I think for the for for the listeners, you know, uh, uh, listenership that the you know, I couldn't taste my Christmas dinner dinner oh, at no, all. Mate. Oh, um, no, completely lost my taste. No. Um, Thought I'd be on. Thought I'd be on the safe side. Got myself a test, and yeah, lo and behold, it was uh, it was positive. So, oh. so yeah, that, that's that's why I'm so. I, I feel for. I feel okay. You know, yeah. I, I got any you know major symptoms or anything. Just you can't you, give it to me through the microphone, can you, mate? I don't think so. Okay, um, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> no, but no, no, I don't feel fine. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it just the main thing is losing your taste and losing your smell. So I, yeah. I think I had game soup for starter on Christmas Day, and it was just like having hot water. Hot water, mate. What uh, a day to lose your taste and smell, eh? Yeah, and we've ended up taking the tree down because we've kind of lost our oh, spirit through self isolating. So um, no, it's. Um, no, it was it's it's fine. It's it's one of those things, and just thankful that you know we I got it, but I haven't not really feeling many major effects of it, and and uh, yeah, just gotta stay st- stay in until next Tuesday. So you missed the missed the Brighton game as well, Mr. Bright, right? Brighton yeah. game as well. Oh, um, mate, should be back for Palace in the cup. So um, it's one of those things. But um, how how was yours? I'm sure yours was a. Uh, it was good. It was good. It was, no, no, it was low key, mate. Low key. Yeah, the dog, just me, the dogs, and uh, Alana and, and Mum. To be fair, so just chilled out. Um, did our usual routine of coming downstairs, uh, reading a letter from Santa, listing all our achievements throughout the year. Uh, so that was a short, uh, short letter, uh, back of a stamp. Yeah. Uh, then we uh, we have breakfast in the in the um, in the in the breakfast room where we have some toast and a few chalky bickies then we go through into the main room we bring our sacks from downstairs open them up over the next two and a half to three hours uh you know and then 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 kind of like uh pop around chill out went to go and see a friend had a couple of books fizzes when i say see a friend we were outside had a couple of books fizzes outside don't worry about that and then um 
Uh, came back, had 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 lunch, um, Christmas lunch, absolutely delicious. Uh, the dogs were there. Baloo got his own throne. Uh, Stitch was there next to Alana, so she received plenty of turkey. Um, come back and then just watch watch movies, eat chocolates, and uh, and and great mate. Oh, then we have our tinsel trails to our main presence, as as everyone does as well. So. Um, Got a little uh, tinsel trail to um, to uh, we start off with the, the first tinsel trail is for the first envelope, which is like a bit of a tinsel trail hunt. Um, is like a massive like fifteen scratch cards at Christmas that we can uh, scratch off and see if we were a millionaire. Uh, we're not, and mm. then um, go to some chocolates and a big hotel chocolat box of uh, deliciousness, and then the final bit of the treat was a bed and breakfast at the Ritz. Uh, for next year so that's, that's very very nice so yeah it's good mate it's good got some nice peloton shoes uh, from the missus um uh, we're gonna have a trip to halloween horror nights next year as well so uh yeah it was, it was good mate what, what were your highlights of your presence um yeah i was gonna ask what you uh, me and so i've got us uh ourselves matching fitbits oh nice very so, good very so, good because i wanted to watch anyway yeah um yeah. but you know just you know, tells you your steps, though, and your then your art rate and all that kind of jazz. So got got one heart, of them. heart rate, not art heart heart rate. attack. Um, art. <laughs> and then I had a few um, golf themed presents because, mm. as, as we know, I'm mad about golf now. You are. Right? You're getting there. Yeah, nice. Um, I'd, I mean, I can't play at the minute, but mm. um, yeah, I'd, you got, I'd, you've got some nice shafts of you. No, some, yeah, some flex 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 shafts. Um, nice, no, very good. Um, no, some golf uh, shoes, some waterproof golf shoes. Ooh, um, oh, okay. Add some um, some tightness balls, um, some some other kind of like balls. Have you, you you seen them like like balls that they just the ones that are just cheap where they just they just chucked them out there and it's a bagger. Bag of yeah. ten for five. So just, yeah, but it, but you get like good variety. So you kind of I had a pink one in there. Um, got a, like a, a yellow one in there. Like so when you say good variety, you're not going by the actual make of the golf. You're just going by the no, colour. No, no, the, no. There's some like tightest ones in there. Honma. Mm. Yeah. So I got got a few of them. And um, mate, as you'll know, when you start start playing on a on a on a big boys course and none, none of this uh, none, none of this pitch and put rubbish, yeah. uh, you will definitely be going. And the first the first uh, port of call is is the golf pro shop. And you, the first thing you ask for is, can I have a bag of lake balls, please? That's just a, yeah. a prerequisite of an. 18 hole round for me uh, you know you need to have a good you know it's one of those where how many how many sleeves do you want sir and you say oh I'll have I'll have one sleeve I mean they, they, they three of those balls could be gone by the third you know what I mean so then you go two and then I, I've kind of like moved it up where you, now you're getting a whole box full have you got any offers mate have you got any offers on and you get 16 balls or whatever 15 balls uh, but yeah depending on what day I mean you know golf is a frustrating sport it really is uh, you can have one where you just use the same ball most of the round Although I always find when you use that same ball and you get to like the sixteenth thing, you're like, I've used it, I haven't I haven't I haven't changed this ball yet. And it gets in your head and then yeah. boom, you're off left, it's out of bounds, you're like, bloody hell man. But uh, yeah, you know when you get those days and when you're on the first and you're out of bounds straight away and you think, Oh, this is why I need ten balls minimum. Yeah. So I got I got I got them and and yeah, we've that was pretty you know, pretty low key really. Um was looking forward so, to it and yeah. It's just kind of been and gone, really. That's 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 awful. Um, you, can, you still can't taste anything. So any any chocolates, no. any any dessert, any Christmas pudding, the, nothing. Pig, pigs in blankets, you know. Oh, mate. Turkey gravy. Oh no. Just just none of it. It's just all you know. Cranberry sauce. I mean, I've had so many like boxes of chocolates and like beer, and you can't and, even taste it. But you just can't taste it. It's like it, oh no. Anything that kind of. <laughs> You have. Why do you just go healthy and have carrots if you can't taste it? Well, you know, and, and well that's it. I, I think you know. Might as well get back on the bloody on the slim fast or the bloody mm. slimming well because it's it's about as tasteful as anything else. All, all you get is like textures. So yes, consistency or, or slight aftertastes with some things. So if you mm. have like a beer, you do get that kind of that little bit of that like hoppy aftertaste mm. or if or if you're having like a curry um you get like a if, if it's spicy then you get a bit of spice come through but yeah like, a bit of heat bit of heat but in terms of actual flavor absolutely nothing oh 
<laughs> no, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. What, what, what a rubbish way to end the year. What a rubbish way to end the year for Wolves as well. 2020, get in the bin, please. Let's bring 2021 <laughs> on. I mean, we thought... I'm not going to say it's a heroic performance last night, but it was it was up there. I was really pulling yeah. for them. And uh, they've done so, so well. And we can... I know everyone can micro-analyse everything. You know, end of the day, that team that we all saw before the game, we and we saw the United team, 90% of us went, bloody hell, this could be the one massacre we get this season. It could be. Well, I say one, we've already kind of yeah. went to West Ham and stuff. But, you know, where you think, you fear the worst, Old Trafford... They're, you know, they've had double the rest that Wolves have had. They've got all the superstars playing. And they were great, Wolves. They were they were great to a man. That They really were. And uh, they deserved at least a point. Well, they deserved a point. A point was probably a fair result on the game. Yeah. And I still think Wolves would have probably had slightly the better of the game. And that is just... That's horrible. That really is horrible to take uh joe what did you think of uh of the performance and uh and of course the uh the sick ending well it's just football can be a cruel mistress can't it and you know you've, you've, plenty of them <laughs> you, you you've you've performed so well and especially um remain safe who i thought was absolutely magnificent unbelievable and, in a new uh, newish position as well by the way yeah in a in a sweeper role i mean we, we've all known about his versatility and he's dependability in the past anyway but he you know coming to the fore once again so for, for it to take the nick off him was was even more cruel to be honest because he'd been the yeah. best player the, on the pitch for me and I think the t- the TV um, Amazon gave him the, the man of the match as well and, and rightly so and I mean you know obviously it weren't just him but I, I think you know it, one of the things to come out of that is um, Saisi's out of contract at the end of the season and um, Wolves have the option to extend it for another year. I'd be flabbergasted if they don't. You know Stunned. what I mean? Stunned. So be... that's uh, so it's it's in Wolves' it's in Wolves' court. Yeah. Says can't, can't doesn't have a say. Not that I mean I'm sure he will be delighted to stay. Hopefully, and yeah. uh, but he's he's the if Wolves take up the option, then that's there basically. Yeah, and you know unless there's something that says, you know, kind of says to the club, I, I want to go elsewhere, but I, I can't. I really see that. I mean, he, he seems pretty settled. He's one of the you know the senior figures in the dressing room. You know, a bit of a joker, very well liked, and you know, is he the second longest serving member of the squad? I think now. I think it'd be Cowdy first, and then him second. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so he's um, he's been he's been brilliant, and that that performance just kind of embodied what what Wolves were about on the night, but kind of summed him up really in that mm-hmm. he was he was the best defender and he was actually the most potent attacking threat. I mean he clipped the crossbar with a header in the first half, um, did a nice flick from a from a Neto free kick as well, which forced a save from uh, from De Gea. And uh yeah, I thought he I thought he was sublime and, you know, with Cody moving to the right of the back three, kind of, you know, perhaps with the idea of helping Hoover through which he mm. did I thought Hoover was was fantastic as well mm-hmm. um, Sace was just yeah just kind of proved his worth in, in spades I mean we knew it already we all, we already knew what kind of a you know a dependable consistent player Sace is but uh, yeah if, if anybody needed reminding they, they certainly got that at Old Trafford I get the um, I get the consensus and it's just the general way that football goes these days with fans is you know, it's kind of what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Um, and some people struggle to look into the long term if they're not, you know, they want if they want short term success. But you look at that pitch last night, Joe. And you look at Hoover, eighteen Premier League debut, yeah. Fabio Silva, eighteen, Ignori, nineteen, Vitinha, twenty. You know, Neto, twenty. I know two of these guys are on loan, but you know they could quite easily take up their options at the end of the season, or one of them, or, or, or. it's. Uh, it's, it is it is very very encouraging when they can go there and yes they have lost one nil but if they they they'll come back and they'll be better players and better men and I mean men after that performance playing against the kind of superstars that that they've seen on TV for many years and, and coming away thinking I'm I'm gutted that I've lost that game yeah. you know I can do this and you know I'm not I'm not saying the likes of Neto have doubts of their ability they don't but some of the youngsters will 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 just obviously have a bad game or a disappointing game and you know you you, you maybe get put your head down and you're slightly disappointed but 
that's shown that they can really mix it with the best. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant. Uh, you know, to a man last night, they were they were really good. And you can look at the second half. You can look at United being there for the taking and the fact that they didn't go for the jugular. And I think that's something that Wolves need to look at and they need to be more ruthless, absolutely. And game management needs to be questioned as well, I think. But on the other hand, they had, like I said, nearly 40 hours less rest than United. It was a quick turnaround. They were playing, you know, really an 11 that they probably haven't played before, <laughs> maybe training the day before. Uh, I, I thought all credit to them. And it just looked, it looked so good for the future. Yeah, I, I thought Hoover was, was brilliant. Um, and I think he's given Nuno a bit of food for thought, to be honest, for, for Brighton. I mean, Samedo. Oh, you put, you put Samedo in that position last night. If that was Samedo playing in Nui's position, that would have been Samedo's best game of the season. Well, yeah, so it's... I mean, Samedo, Hoover, it, it is a, does seem a little bit of a, of a toss-up, really, because, you know, Samedo... I mean, admittedly, was probably one of his best performances in the Wolf shirt against Spurs. Um, but you know, you've got you've got Hoover who's coming, and he, he looked he looked very assured. That's what struck me, and I, I think it obviously did help having Cody right behind him. I, I think even Amazon. To be fair, I thought the Amazon coverage was all right. Um, I do like Simon Thomas. It's good to see him back on the telly. But Thomas uh, Tom, Thomas is good, and actually, the, the the games before that, that's the way. That that's the the future really, where you've got people in the studio, you're cutting to games, you're looking at the goals, you're looking at the action, very much Americanized. Yeah, yeah. And that's so much better. And you look, you, I mean, then you look at Soccer Saturday, where they just, I mean, saying that I'm not a big fan of the panel that they had in in in, a, in Amazon anyway before the games, but at the same time, the actual coverage is in like watching the games yeah. and and flipping back and forth to all the action, a bit like Red Zone in NFL. That's that's where. You want to be that. That's great watching for me, and that's where you miss, I think, with these, some of these staggered kickoffs. All of it happening at the same time, and then you've got one channel covering the games live is great. Yeah, it was really good, and 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 they dedicated a bit after the game, showing Cody kind of talking Hoover through, and mm. I mean, you, we obviously hear it anyway because it's pretty much all you hear, isn't it, Cody, um, in these empty grounds? But oh, Hoover's to... left ear will be a, a ringing this morning, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Just tell, just just telling him where to be and positive reinforcement and words of encouragement and um, you know for somebody making their Premier League debut. Mm. I mean, obviously he's a very talented kid and you know even people at Liverpool, you know, were, were a little bit disappointed to to see him go. Um, but uh, just just to have that little you know word of encouragement in your ear, I'm sure will have gone a long way and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just looked very tidy on the ball, playing out. He did, of, didn't he? Playing out of gaps, which I thought always got himself in a bit of trouble here. But then one, two, or drop of the shoulder, mm-hmm. Cruyff turn, and and that's it. He'd made the space, and he looked very cool, very composed. And, and uh, well, you look at Rashford as well. He took the ball off Rashford, and uh, uh, so easily. Then Rashford had to follow him and get the booking. I think it was in the first half or whatever, yeah. which epitomises his performance. But to do that on debut, I mean. Fabulous at 18 years old. I mean, that's. I said at the time this, that that could be a sneaky great signing for Wolves. And, and look, he's only played one game. He's not going to big him up too much. But at the same time, he looks a player, and those are the kind of players that are going to be crucial to you going forward for the next five, ten years at Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Yeah, I mean, there is, I guess, a, a word of warning that Ryan Aitnuri's debut went brilliantly, and then he had a few shaky games, didn't he? But equally. I think he's won people back round after after last night. I mean, yeah, it was he, good, yeah, pretty he good. He was good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first half was probably a little bit of the same theme that we've seen from him in a little bit tentative, and perhaps you know when he could drive forward, he kind of turns back and plays a safe option. But then in the second half, I thought he was really more, you know, attacking, confident, um, and and solid on on the back foot as well. I think in the second half he really kind of came into his own. Of course, had that shot. Uh, saved by De Gea I mean didn't really do anything wrong just it was a tight angle kept it low that's all he could have done I mean it was an easy a fairly regulation save for De Gea but he's still going to make it so um, now I, I thought uh, I thought the two young wing backs did well Vitinho I mean I've had a few pelters for giving him a six um, I mean you'd think I'd call him absolutely shambolic I mean six isn't the worst mark um, I just thought I thought he did alright I thought he looked graceful on the ball as I said but you know, a player like him really feeds off a, a number nine to work with, and he just didn't mm-hmm. have that. And um, 
I'm not saying he had a bad game at all. I think he looked I think he looked okay, but I think, you know, somebody like Vitinha, you'll start to see the best of him. And hopefully people like we're gonna come on to him in a bit. Um Adama Traore, you see the best of those players when you've got a proper number nine to feed off and, and really kind of not only get the goals himself, but kind of bring more qualities out of the other players around him. So, uh, yeah, we all know what's needed now. January's just uh, just on the horizon, and uh, hopefully that uh, that striker that uh, that he's needed comes in there sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, well, I mean, we're going to go on to that in a bit about January, Joe. And uh, look, it's. Uh... It's frustrating, isn't it? Because they're doing all the hard work, but they haven't got the person to bang it in. And when you lose your best player, yeah. then then the, the, these kind of games are, are when people are going to say, look, we, we, we need someone. And it's it's difficult, isn't it? Fabio Silva, of course, was on the bench last night. Um, did you agree with the amount of changes that they made? I mean, look, it, it was almost a masterstroke, so I guess you can't really knock Nuno. Um, there's obviously injuries and niggles amongst that as well. Uh, again, no Bolly, no Dendonka. What's um, what, what do, you, do you think he made the right choice and the right calls, or do you feel that, that maybe they missed a trick on maybe starting a couple more? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think the, I mean, in the circumstances, I don't think he could have really expected much more in terms of the performance. Maybe, you know, having Silver in from the start would have would have helped a bit more, but you can see what the thinking was to have. Traore and Neto on the counter, and they did they did cause some problems in the first half. It was just that final ball was was lacking, and I know he, he, you know the, it, it helps when you've got a conventional number nine. But the, there was a few times I think Neto could have picked out Traore on the counter, and he didn't. There was um, Matinho played a really nice um, through ball to Neto over the top uh, towards half time, and rather than shooting with his right foot, I know it was on an angle, but he, he tried to cut back in onto his left and. Then the chance went, Maguire caught him up, dispossessed him. So I think there was just an element of decision-making that was off a little bit at times. Mm. And, you know, those those differences can go a long way. But, I mean, in terms of selection, it was a bit surprising to see uh, Vitinha in and, and Hoover in. You know, Hoover especially, I guess, you know, considering Samado's pretty much played every minute since he's been here. But... Um, I don't think you can really look at the team and think, oh, he, he got it wrong there. It wasn't anything like, um, you know, at, at Burnley, where in hindsight you think, well, why, why did he play Otisari as the as the false nine or anything like that? I, I think that was just a clear mistake, wasn't it? it? I mean, yeah, it was. It was nothing to that level. It was just, I, I think, you know, given the circumstances, the tight turnaround, the injury problems that they had, maybe he could have done one or two things differently. But I think it's a matter of, of opinion, to be honest, and. Uh, yeah, it, either way, I mean, you know, whether he played silver or not, it, it doesn't really change the what's needed. You know, silver or not, it's more more support is needed, another striker's needed, and uh, yeah, as we say, hopefully that comes in soon. Yeah, so some of the youngsters got a break, and uh, but no, no break for someone who can play t- twice in forty hours. In Jean Moutinho, thirty-four years old, <laughs> baby, and uh, was probably one of his better performances of the season, if not his best, Joe. Uh, Look, the neves Moutinho partnership, we've kind of discussed it, saying that maybe that can't happen anymore, but they've been pretty good. Uh, they're pretty good in, you know, against Spurs. They, I thought they were, they were decent, very decent last night as well. Is this something that can be resurrected, do you feel? Are, are they starting to take accountability now? Have, have they upped their game? Or do you feel that maybe they can only up it against the bigger boys, you know, your Spurs and your Man United? Let's see, can you do it at Brighton? Can they go again against Brighton and have, have, this, have this central midfield pairing? Well, they, they might have to. I mean, it, 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 Dendonka, I mean, he's and, and Bolly and perhaps even Marcel again. I mean, you know, the question marks still hang over all of them, and you're wondering whether they're going to be going to be fit for Brighton. So, you know, I don't know Ot- Otisewi is there and and played very well against Chelsea, but um, you know, he's still a very young boy, and I think you know, it, it's st- you'd still fancy Neves and Matinho to, to to play really. Um, so, yeah, I think Matinho. What I did notice about him at Old Trafford was just a, a lot more, a lot more zip about him. I don't, I don't know, don't know what it was, but he was just anticipating things, making um, you know really well timed tackles, interceptions, and 
clever clever balls through the channels that that was kind of diagonals in between the in between the centre half and the left back and the right mm-hmm. back, you know, that those ball he played the ball to Ait Nuri for his chance and that one I spoke about with uh, with Neto. I think Neves was doing a bit more of the kind of the, the nitty gritty, the dark you know, the kind of the dark arts without Dendonka. I think the onus falls on on him more so to kind of get stuck in and you know, really kind of mix it up physically and he did, you know, he, he can do it. It's just um you know, we wanna we do wanna they're still not, you know, quite at the level that we'd expect them to be, and we, that we've seen from him in the past. But Neves at least gained a few shots off again now, um, and gaining the positions to get decent shots off. He had one kind of palmed away by the head in the early on, and, and Matinho he's getting about the pitch that, that that we'd expect him to again. And you know, considering he's thirty-four, he only had forty-eight hours between the games. I thought his contribution at that Old Trafford was. You know, was very good actually, and I thought he was one of Wolves' best players on the night. Right, thanks, Joe. Uh, we'll move on to a different section, although kind of discussing really, about, I guess, about the Man United game, but Spurs and, and someone who's who's not hit the heights this season at all, really, Joe. And that's Adama Traore yet to register an assist or a goal uh, yeah. this season. Of course, much uh, much uh, well highly reported that he's, there's a contract there that is waiting to be signed. Has not signed it yet. Um, Again, like we said in the in the previous podcast, show plenty of time on on this current deal, uh, but there are improved approved terms there if he wants them. I assume they're still on the table, but it's not the Adama Traore that we know and love. And look, I think um, I don't think it helps with someone like Jimenez out the side for him either. Um, you know, he is someone who can really attack that right hand side and at his best can run at defenders, but also. When he was at when he was at his most threatening last season, could either cross a ball, but also you know stopped at that bar and then ran in and then you know gave tappings across the goal for the likes of Jimenez and Jota. And those are the bread and butter and the the triary that will really strike the fear of God into teams. And that's not the person we've seen this season. And I do think that 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 losing the likes of Jimenez and and, and Jota has affected uh, Triori slightly. And he's got to find. You know, he's got two new guys to work with. He's got to learn runs. He's got to learn balls. He's got to learn a different system. Um, I'm not making excuses for him, but at the same time, I do think that uh, people who are writing him off already are doing it too quickly. Uh, what What do you think, Joe? I, I think it, uh, I think it's undoubtedly that he's the, the the best players that he linked up with last season were obviously Jimenez, Jota. And Matt Doherty, Matt Doherty, and him were yeah. were kind of completely in sync. If one went, the other covered. Vice versa, one mm-hmm. twos, channel runs. It was it was clockwork, really. Him and Matt Doherty, and, and yeah. they, they really worked well together. And you know, of course, yeah, we not can't make excuses for him. I think there is definitely an onus on Traore to improve his own game. You know, I mean. Naturally, when he plays, because of the pace and power that he's got, he's always going to cause problems. And mm-hmm. I think that's almost a prerequisite for Traore, that he's going to cause some issues because just of how you know in, immensely kind of gifted he is in terms of physical attributes. He's, you know, genetically, there is nobody else like him. And you know, he's going to cause problems. But he's not doing enough. You know, his deliveries aren't where they were. And... I think there is, of course, you know, he's not, he hasn't got the natural target like he did with Jimenez, but as well, you know, he's got to work on elements of his own game. You know, there is now, and so I mean, it's not just the other players have got to make themselves available to him. He's got to, you know, up his quality for other players to feed off. It's a, it's a, it's a two way street. But mm-hmm. when you talk about, you know, a striker and the need to obviously boost goals because they've only got 15 in 16 games which obviously isn't good enough and you need to I mean Man United have got twice the amount of goals of of Wolves and I think that's pretty much played the factor in losing that game you know they've got a goal scorer in their team or three or four goal scorers in their team and one of them as a pot shot, Texanic, and that's the difference. Yeah. As well, Wolves haven't really got that in their team. They haven't got somebody with that real life for goal. But if you bring a striker in, it's not only going to boost you on the goal front, but I think it's going to give somebody like Traore someone to, to aim at, someone to hopefully work off and hopefully better his game. And, um, you know, 
I don't think he's a he's a lost cause by by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, look what happened in his first season, and now he changed it to the second. Um, you know that, that that's it was it was night and day, wasn't it? Um, but Traore is um, is a player that undoubtedly has got to improve. And um, you know, I, I think I gave him a six uh, for last night, and he has his moments in games, but he's just not having anywhere near enough. And for somebody of his of his speed and his um, his strength, and you know, just his uniqueness, because as, as as everybody keeps pointing out, there is nobody nobody else like him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to sco- start scoring goals and getting assists. It's it's as simple as that. If you're a forward player and you're not scoring or not setting up goals, you're not doing your job. And yeah. um, you know, I don't think it's all down to him. I think obviously Nuno has mentioned it that he's he's, he's had this foot knock that he picked up with Spain, which probably hasn't helped. Obviously, you know the shoulder issues are well documented. Maybe that's still lingering in the background because, as far as we're aware, that never got operated on. Um, so you know, I, I think that has been, you know, he probably hasn't been at his rip roaring best since those kind of shoulder issues really started to emerge. But um, there is definitely an onus on him to improve his own game. It's, you can't just kind of say, "Oh, it's this or it's that," or "I haven't got this." Right, you know, he's got he's got to improve himself. Um, but hopefully, if a new striker comes in, that can give him a little bit of a boost, and then he can kind of realise his his potential again. And um, you know, it's it's been a frustrating for season for him season for him so far. There's no gain away from it. But um, you know, equally, there is still you know around half of the campaign to go and fingers crossed that the second half of it is uh is much more much more better for him yeah there's polar opposites uh so for some of the fans reaction to it uh, when i put that on um uh, on the old twitter um <laughs> yeah. i'll just read i'll just read um read some of the comments uh sell him now he showed no sign of improvement this year um fred says uh sign him up uh with an 80 million pound release clause uh um better passing than remote sawyers should see should seem to have a sh- shoulder seems to have taken its toll he's not looked the spark of late feels his head has gone slightly uh, recently absolutely got to stay but still don't think we've got his perfect role nailed down um, he needs to start producing more he passes the ball and stands there inside to make a run to receive it back when he runs at defence he's great but he'll do it twice in a game I'd sell him in the summer to be honest at the moment anyway uh, sell him not sure about his attitude keep him uh, says another, uh, can't see it happening. He wants out and looks out of place here now, to be honest. Um, we get the very best out of him when he's fully fit. We get full strength squad back and our fans back. He'll be a different person. Mm. Been a passenger this season, cash in. Sell, just stands there. Uh, think he then, then all he's doing is going to the byline and that's it. Never runs at centre-backs. Uh, bye-bye, uh, time to cash in. So yeah, I mean, look, it's, yeah. like I say, it's uh, lots of different people. People can't agree on it. Um, there's there's quite a few that are actually saying, if there was a bid, let's say, well, I'll put it to you, Joe. Let's say a club come in in the in uh, in January and bid fifty million pounds for Dama Traore, fifty five zero. What do Wolves do? God. Um, well, if you sold Jota for forty, coming up to forty five, then you'd probably take that, wouldn't you? I think. Would you take that and and you know? Replace or or wait till the end of the summer or, you'd yeah I mean I don't think anybody in a in a proper world is going to come in with that money in January and I don't know if even if he doesn't really hit the heights for this second half of the season I think you'd probably still get good whack in the summer because as we say you know if if you get the best out of him and the the, the uniqueness he's got he will have there will be a market for him at a, at a pretty significant um, price at that. Um, I think it fluctuates massively. I mean, I can remember this at this stage last season, or maybe maybe slightly later in the season. Yeah, talking 70, talking about million. seventy, eighty, ninety million pounds for this guy. He yeah. was he was he was the player in the Premier League, not just at Wolves in the Premier League. Every single manager was talking about him. He was rinsing the likes of Andy Robertson, who's been the best left wing back in the country, making him look stupid. And with the defenders coming out, very rarely says that, saying, goodness me, he gave me an absolute torrid time. So we know what type of player this guy has got in him. He's shown what he can do. Um, I would give him at least this season and another six months of next season when you've got, hopefully, fingers crossed, pray to God, the likes of Jimenez back. You've got you know a season with these guys under your belt. You've made a couple of additions. 
I want try I want Adama Traoré in my team and in my squad. And yeah, I said in my in my squad in my team one hundred percent because if he's Adama Traoré that we know and love, he's in my best team. I, I, I'm just, without a shadow of a doubt, but yeah. he has definitely got to show it. And if he hasn't showed it this time next year, Joe, in January, then I think that's right. And Wolves might be sacrificing some money if it hasn't worked out and, and the, the fee might continue to drop. But that's the risk you take. And if Wolves want to be playing and, and mixing about in that top six next season, and I think they need to be, I think, you know, we've talked about transitional-wise and that they might, you know, be mid, finished mid-table or whatever. But I think there will be an onus with the fans back and with this, this, this season gone, I think they will really need to be pushing for European football next season otherwise there might be some issues. Um, Adama Traoré is the type of player you need in your side for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't do, make any hasty decisions with him at all. I, I don't think he's, um, you know, it's it's one that say, oh, you know, cash in now. No, no, definitely not. You know, I think um, at least the, the second half of the season, as you say, beyond that, and um, yeah, the onus, the onus is on him now. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know to 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 show to show what he's about, and you know he certainly can do it. Uh, whether whether this you know we don't know how bad this injury is. I mean, if he's playing through it, then you know what I mean. It, it can't be can't be too bad. But the the thing with him at the minute, you're just not seeing him have a shot. No, I, I can't remember really the last time he had a proper shot. And I mean, Chef United, Chef United. That's, <laughs> when he that's came what, on, that's what I mean. Shot. That's yeah. what I mean. Like he, he came on against Sheffield United, and you thought, oh, he's had a directive here to shoot mm. more. Mm. I can't really remember him having a shot since. You know what no. I mean? No, and, not in anger. No, a couple of bobbled shots, but yeah. you're not not catching them cleanly, is he? No, and I think there's, you know, I, I think there's got to be. That's only something that you can do yourself, really, having that desire to 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 get into positions to to score goals, and um, I think that's a that's a big thing he's got to work on. If he hasn't got the players to, um, you know, if he hasn't got an Imanes Imanes to aim at, if he hasn't got a a Doherty to link up with, well. I'll go and do it myself then. You know what I mean? I, I think, um, you know, there's an onus on him to, to start making things happen himself. And um, as I say, hopefully a striker could can get him on, on the on the right side, but there's definitely, you know, scope for him to just, kind of, he's got to grab his own game by the by the reins really. And uh, yeah, it's it, ultimately it's up to him. Where do Wolves finish this season? 1,300 votes, Joe. Top 7, 8th to 10th, 11th to 13th, and 14th or below. What do you think is the leader of that? 8th to 10th. 8th to 10th, just. 45% say 8th to 10th. 44% say 11th to 13th, with 4% of top 7 and 7% say 14th or below. Do you think they've got that about right, Joe? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, anywhere from 8th. To twelfth, yeah. To twelfth, yeah. yeah. He's pop because, yeah, it's it's going to be tight, and I think we referred to it the week before last. To you know, Southampton are a side that are picking up wins, you know, Everton, and yeah, and with the lack of fans and stuff, it just it just adds a bit more unpredictability, and I think there'll be some sides that will finish a bit higher. Yeah, I. I, I if they get it, if they get somebody in in January and get it done fairly quickly, I think that could be the you know a difference maker in getting six, nine, you know more points come the end of the mm. campaign. Really, I think that could even win, you know, you know, three or four games alone. To be honest, but um, yeah, I, I'd say if I was to say anywhere, I'd probably say tenth. Who finishes high, Wolves or Villa, Joe? Uh, could be Villa, to be honest. I mean, as much as it pains me to say it. They've got a real streak of momentum, haven't they? They, they really have. They're, they're looking, they're looking solid, and they've got a, ve- and they've got a, they've got a bit of a talisman up front, haven't they? The, which Wolves haven't got at the minute, and mm. you know it was a. Well, there's the snow. <laughs> that's the snow <laughs> gone. Uh, that's the snow. Um, but there's a lot of, um, you know, there was a lot of talk about the money that they paid for for Watkins, which was a lot of money. But um, you know, it seems to have been worth worth his weight in gold, hasn't he? For for, for them, he, he he's not just a a scorer, but he he kind of sets the tone, doesn't he, for everybody else with his work rate and his ability to link up with other players, and that's what Wolves are missing. You know, a, a real kind of player leading the line at the mini. And um, I think 
hopefully Wolves can get that done sooner rather than later, but Villa have had a head start really in that regard. So um, if they keep up, I think they could perhaps just just sneak either than Wolves. Hopefully not, but um, yeah, yeah, I think I think there's a chance. Thirty-five percent Wolves, sixty-five percent Villa. Who finishes higher, Wolves or Albion? Hundred <laughs> percent Wolves, surely. Nobody, nobody said. No, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't do that poll. That's just me uh, amusing <laughs> myself. Um, right, but uh, the, the final poll that I did actually was talking about January. Let's move on to January. January transfer window. We've talked a little bit about it before, saying that we need a striker. They need a striker in. Uh, someone at least for six months uh, yes. to, to come in and, and not replace Raul Jimenez, he's irreplaceable, but someone who can bang the ball in the back of the net, who's got a little bit of height, who knows where the back of the net is. And I think you've got to be experienced. You can't bring someone in who's unproven. I think you need someone who can score goals. And hopefully, Joan, probably someone who scores goals at top, top class level. If Ideally, the Premier League for me, but I understand there's other people in you know in La Liga and, and who, who are being talked about as well. But you know, I'd like to see someone who's scored goals, who knows where to make the runs and, and to get on the end of these balls that, that the Neto Pedence and, and hopefully Triori are producing. So... So, the, I mean, there's lots of names in the hat. Um, you know, I said, which striker would like to sign in January? 12% say Origi, 18% say Josh King, 55%, this is an interesting one, saying Diego Costa has made himself a free agent and, of course, has got Mendes links. Um, others who were, who were talking about, uh, a lot of people are saying, but can people please stop saying Olivier Giroud? He is playing for Chelsea this moment in time. Yeah. He is not coming to Wolverhampton. There's not a cat in hell's chance you're going to get him. And there's not a cat in hell's chance he'll want to come. And to be honest, I don't blame him. Why would you want to come? Um, you know, you're playing for Chelsea. You're probably going for a top three or top four spot. Olivier Giroud will never come to Wolverhampton Wanderers. I can categorically say. Plus, he'd cost about 200 grand a week anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jovic is the one that a lot of people are talking about um, as well, Joe. Um, Oh, those kind of players and maybe uh, any any other thoughts on, on who they can or, or which one seems the most attainable? Well, as soon as Costa got released from Atletico, you did have a look, didn't you? And you thought, hmm, would it happen? I haven't heard anything to say. That he, Sace, Sace and uh, Marcel and, and Diego Costa in the same shit housing since 2020, 2021. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's... Obviously, Wolves need a striker. He's a Mendes client, mm. and he's without a club. Mm. So you know they're they're they're. He's saying, saying there's a story there. There's the, a link there, Joe. Um, well, plenty will make the link. Uh, I haven't heard any any, <laughs> any of um, any any substance to, to to say that it will happen as of yet. But um, it, it's it's one that obviously does kind of draw your attention. I mean, you, you do kind of look at it and think he'll probably want one last payday, wouldn't he? He'll probably yeah. Want, you know, or wouldn't surprise if, if he goes to China, to be honest. Yeah, if he goes to China, or if he's left, um, if he's left Atletico for personal reasons, I think it was. Maybe he wants to mm. go back to Brazil. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we we'll see. But I mean, wages would be a bit of a story. wage. Exactly, wages would be absolutely astronomical. Wages would be massive. It's just whether he would, you know, in a this is me just kind of spitballing. But if in a in a, you know, in a, if he take a six month contract on a lower wage, and say, you know, this is a short term fix, you know, similar to Cavani going to Manu, perhaps, you know, mm. just kind of on a on a short term contract, six month kind of thing, come and help out for six months, then I'll go and ride off into the sunset for China or whatever mm. for the big payday. Then knowing he can take a bit of a cut, a, a cutting wage, knowing he'll get. In the summertime, he's got the big books. You know what I mean. That 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 is perhaps a way that it could work. Can um, he still play Champions League football because he's already played? Is there a registration situation? Does that kind of like change in January for the next phase? Because you'd assume if he does going to come back into European football, let's say he'll be want to be playing Champions League football if that's available to him. I'm not sure about the rules, but if yeah. he's not, then it's a different story. But if he is, you've got to expect the likes of. I'm not saying Man City would come in for him, but you know they've got you know with Jesus and, and Aguero, and I'm not sure whether he's a Pep Guardiola guy. You know, I think that might be going a step backwards. But you know, there's a lot of other teams, the likes of Everton, the likes of you know, I'm not going to say obviously Chelsea, but like Arsenal and a few other more glamorous clubs, inverted commas, who would probably be interested in in the likes of Costa as well. Yeah, I think so. It's just I, I don't really know what kind of player he is now. I mean, mm. he was brilliant, weren't he at Chelsea? Oh, he was sensational, he was yeah. sensational. But his goal record hasn't been brilliant at Atletico. He's not really played a lot of football. Kind of gradually slipped down the pecking order, and for them to let him go early, kind of 
says a lot, really. Mm. You know, if if they really wanted to keep hold of him, then they would have kind of locked him down, wouldn't they, for that last six months of his contract? So um, yeah, it, it's that's one that you do look at and you think, well, you know, with the agents, and it does kind of, you know, ring ring alarm bells, I guess. But um, yeah. no, I haven't heard anything on that on that front at the minute. But um, and Jovic record or Jovic or whichever you want to pronounce Jovic, it, you know, yeah. it's two two. I mean, he scored a couple of goals. That's it. Two in 25, 26, I think yeah. hasn't hasn't made uh, hasn't made much uh, done, done, and many appearances this season either. So that one didn't really no. scream out to me straight away. Not in the same way as. Costed him because, mm. you know, from around Madrid, I know he's not hit the the ground running for them, but you know, I don't really see what their value of letting him out on loan to Wolves would be. Really, um, I want someone, Joe, who's got, who's got something to play for. You know, and I know Rigi's probably not not maybe like uh, the, the the forefront of other people's minds. You know, Josh King, but these guys have got something to play for. You know, what I mean, Josh King's hoping for a big deal at the end of it. You know, Rigi, someone who needs to get back into the European Championship squad for Belgium. Someone who's got something to prove, not someone yeah. who's who's been there, done it, and 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 you know, I'm not too bothered. I'm quite happy to pick up a paycheck and and score a few goals, but I'm not really going to work it. I need someone who's really gonna who's really got something to fight for for the next six months. I think that's what. You Need. You need someone who's hungry, who's really, really working towards something for me. You know, whether it's whether it's personal, individual, and a bit selfish because they, you know, they're seeing it as a stepping stone for for bigger and better things. I don't care as long as as long as they are incentivized and they've got a lot to, to um, a, a lot invested in themselves to make these next six months profitable. Yeah, yeah, d- un- undoubtedly agree. I mean, with someone like Costa Woody's Woody's. I mean, you hear things about him, and he might be somebody who can galvanise the dressing room. But you know, Wolves haven't really ever had a massive kind of ego, I guess, in the dressing room with a big reputation. Yeah. As to having, you know, perhaps being a little bit of a troublemaker. You know, that would be a bit of a departure from. Well, the, they've, had a, they've had a few egomaniacs over the years, really, <laughs> but they've they've kind of shipped out, haven't they? When when yeah. they could do. Well, and. They've, and they're not paying. They're not paying two hundred fifty grand a week either. If they were, you know, if they were there, yeah, yeah, not not under not under new now anyway. So no. like you know, it, it's um, that'd be a bit of a departure from the philosophy a little bit. But I, I guess you know, de- desperate times, you know, call for a bit of desperate measures, and it could see a change in approach. But I think either way, you, you, you mentioned there, you've got to get somebody who's driven, who's coming in for the right reasons, and has got a has got a point to prove, and get it done. As soon as possible, you know that that is a big point. I mean, you got Albion on January the sixteenth in the Black Country Derby. I think by then that's when you want to get a striker in. Well, you want to get them in probably a week before that, just so they can have a week's training with them. Because if you sign well, someone yeah. on the thirteenth, you're not going to be able to start them really, unless they're ready to go. You want to be starting. You probably want Fabio Silva to be starting at the Palace, which is absolute nail on certainty, yeah. and uh, in the cup. Uh, but you want to really have someone there. Maybe even be maybe even before Palace and, and and getting half an hour in at the end just to get on the pitch just to get them get them in the setup and, and I'm pretty sure that Wolves will know that themselves and they'll know that they've got to get the right deal but they want to get a deal quickly. We talked about it being at the start of the month rather than at the end of the month. There's a lot of games to be had. There's a lot of important games to be had. There's a lot of winnable games that are that are in January and they want to get this person over the line and make sure that they're they're contributing sooner rather than later. Yeah, and and you know it's it's not something that. Has just taken them back this week or the week before. You know, you'd have you'd have thought they've had enough time to plan and see what's see what's in the market and hopefully act act uh, accordingly, act, act uh, swiftly. Joe, we've got um, about six minutes for questions. What do you reckon? Okay, uh, we've got we've got some quick quick answers from yourself. Okay, quick answers. Oh. Paul um, Paul Mansell, despite the shortcomings of a small squad being highlighted over the past few weeks. No, no, isn't going to suddenly change his mind on this, is he? The small squad. No, yeah. I don't, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's just that they've they've been very fortunate with injuries over the years, and you know they've they've all kind of they've come like London buses, haven't they? They've come, they've all come at once, seemingly, and you know having four, well, five players out uh, against United, and yeah, it does it does make the squad very stretched, and you know having nine man benches now doesn't help. I mean. Don't really see the massive need for that if you're only making three subs still, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that Nuno believes in firmly, and yeah, I can't see him um, kind kind of changing that at least not yet anyway. 
Ted says, uh, what type of player do you think Nuno will attempt to sign given the critical need for goals? Will we sign two strikers? Will they simply be out-and-out Raul-type players? I think I'm leaning towards one. I, I, I think with Fabio so. Silva there, it's, it's, got, it's got to be one hand. Yeah, I'd be stunned if they signed two. Otherwise, you're really going to undermine this 18-year-old kid who I think has done, done absolutely fine so far. And, and, and by, by the way, if and when they do sign a striker, I don't think that'll mean the end of opportunities for, for, for Fabio Silva. And look, you might even see two up front at some point. You know, he's changed it around this time. And if it's not working, then I don't think, I think Silva's is quite happily play and, and I'll quite, quite happily see him in a Premier League lineup because I think he's got more to offer and I think get, get himself three or four goals before the end of the season you saw the penalty he took at Burnley took it with confidence he wants the ball he wants to play he's got a smile on his face now I, I hope that doesn't hope this doesn't see the end of, of Fabio Silva as, as a starter you know until next year yeah definitely definitely uh, I, I think and getting two in you know even you know but that hypothetically I mean and then, then another one would just be kind of sitting on the bench, and yeah, I just, I just think it's, I think it's one, and then you know perhaps somebody who, who in some games can play up front with Silver, you know, a, a more experienced player um, to help to help Silver, as was the kind of the thinking with Jimenez, you know, just to have somebody to kind of learn off it every day in training, and perhaps you know play alongside sometimes, and um, yeah, I think just get an experienced lad who can, you know. Kind of help Silver not not relegate him. You know what I mean. Steve Wolf and Bristol says, given how well Cody's guided the excellent Hoover last night, you wonder whether he could stay right side to equally help out the erratic Semedo. I mean, it's a good point uh, from yeah. Steve. You know, do you do, does Connor Cody stay on that right hand side regardless of who's playing on uh, at right wing back slash right back against Brighton? Uh, I mean, we saw how good Saiz was in in the middle. So would you would you change that? I think there could be something there, actually. Especially with them being left-footed as well. You know, the, those two. It, the, the balance was right, I think, as well, with Cody on yeah. that right-hand side. It worked. Uh, it wasn't just to, to, to argue Hoover. I think the balance, he, he got the balance spot on, Nuno. Um, and I think that, that's, a great, that's a great point that Steve has made. Yeah, and um, when Bolly's fit, then Bolly can play on the left because I think people with Saiz moving over to the left and Bolly playing on the mm-hmm. right kind of argue that Bolly doesn't look quite as good on on the right hand side as he does the left. He he looks more natural on the left. So I think if you know, uh, while Kilman hasn't really any done done anything majorly wrong, but if you you know if you've got the more fit, you want to play Sace, Cody and Bolly, didn't you? And maybe you can play Sace in that sweeper role from from there. I mean, it's only one game, but on on last night's evidence and as you say, uh, the support that Cody can offer the right wing back, there there could be you know something greater in that moving forward. Yeah. David Landucci says, do you think having no crowd is affecting uh, sides like Wolves and Sheffield United? And likewise, do you think it's helping teams like Aston Villa? Remember Steve Carica, um, brilliant in training, went to pieces in front of a crowd. I think it, I think it, 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 it does it impact teams, definitely. And, um, you know, how many times have we seen, you know, at Molyneux when, especially that the Man City game, wasn't it, like this, about this time last year when... Wolves were two 0 down, and then they got the goal. They got the crowd behind them, and it was, it was a completely different game. And as where, if you've not got the that crowd response once you pull a goal back, then it's 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 a lot more difficult. I, I think it has played a part. I mean, I don't think it's, um, you know, the reason why Sheffield United say are bottom of the table, and the reason why Wolves aren't perhaps hitting the heights that they were last season. I think you know it, there's a lot more variables that go mm-hmm. into it. But um, it does play a part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Ted, David, Northern Wolf, Jim, all asking kind of about Triori. So we kind of have, have, have answered uh, answered those questions, hopefully. Uh, let's have a look. Who else is there? Andy says, uh, Jim as well, Andy says, this season will be a transitional one for Wolves. And it's easy to forget that over the last two seasons, the teams that have competed with us to break the top six are suffering heavily the following year. Watford, Sheffield United, in Nuno we trust. Yeah, good point. Good point, point, yeah. It is good point. Um, yeah, and I mean, even like Everton, you know, had a poor season last season. They've kind of hit it again, haven't they, this season? But last yeah. season, what did they finish? 14th, 15th? Mm-hmm. You know, West Ham um, battling against relegation until the very end, you know? And now they started hitting their stride. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if Wolves can Southampton just were bottom, was it last year or the year before? You know? Yeah, I mean... I mean, 18 months ago, we're losing 9-0. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, there is, uh, and if Wolves can kind of just stay, 
in within reaching distance, you know what I mean? If they if they finish tenth, as as I reckon they probably will about tenth, eleventh, then I think that's fair enough, really. Um, I, I think, you know, maybe if you get a striker in and he hits the ground running, could be eighth, ninth. But um, if you stay in that bracket and then give yourselves a footing to really kind of attack the summer, get that window right and really push forward next season, I think that's uh, I think that's fair enough. Neil, we'll ask your question um, about formation when we're going on to preview Brighton in a little bit. Matt Lewis, again, about Dendonka and Bolly, will ask, answer that in a bit. Uh, John Harris, do you think we will take up the options to buy Vitinha and Ainuri? Uh, it's difficult. I mean, I think the, the onus now is on Ainuri, um, if, especially if Marcel can't play against Brighton. It does mm. seem Marcel is a little bit injury-prone. Mm. Um, you know, it's a shame I, because because Lamptey's a really good player, and if he does play for them, I would have played Marcel because I, yeah. I think he's he flies forward and he gave um, who was a left left back at um, who was I've forgotten a tag at one tip an absolutely horrendous time um, when when Villa played them I can remember that and uh, but look it's another test for Nuri look he's had he's had he's had um, who did he have? Greenwood the other night as well yeah. so it's not like he, he, he'll be up for it if he's available and if he's if he's ready to go and of course he's a young lad he'll be quite happy to, to pop up again they've got a bit of a break now anyway until the 2nd of January yeah it is a lot of money for the pair of them I mean it's 20 million it's for 40 million per, yeah, for, for both isn't it for combined both of them, yeah pretty much um, I mean Vitinha I, I, I think you start to see the best of him when he's got somebody to actually pick out so mm. The second half of the season is is where is where it looks probably a little bit steep at the minute for, for for the two of them. But they are they are promising players, and hopefully over the second half of the season we do see uh, more game time for both of them. And you know then they'll make the decision accordingly in the summer. Yeah, and you're not going to get a return. You're not getting a return on Catroni. It looks like he's going to come back. You're not getting a return on on um, Vinagra. Vinagra, he's you know he's not going to get bought for for that kind of money. So you know if you're going to buy both of them and forty million pound, that's a hell of a lot of money. That's a lot of people's transfer budget, summer budget. Yeah, so exactly. you know, would you would you let someone like uh, I don't know, we talked about it? Would you let Adama go in the summer to get Vitinha and Aitnuri on board and maybe have five million in the bank? I'm, I'm not, I don't think you do. But you know, we'll have to see. You know, people, this it's full of surprises. And look, I think the good thing is is that. Like we said about strikers coming in in January, Joe, they've got to prove themselves. The likes of Vitinha, the likes of Ignori, they've got six months to say, well, look, I want to be here. I want to get a permanent deal. I want to be part of this Premier League setup. I want to be playing in Europe in a few years' time or next year or two years' time. So, you know, let's let's see what they can do. They're playing for contracts too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Andy Hodge, would you take a two-week circuit breaker now to help with injuries that we have sustained to key players? No, I don't. I don't want football to it to finish. No, I don't. I'll be gutted. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. To health of the nation comes first. Yeah, but I'm not yeah, sure I whether. Um, I think the game tonight is going ahead. I think, as far as I know, the Spurs Fulham game. In other words, reports of it potentially being off. Thirty um, percent say they would like to see a circuit breaker. Seventy percent say not. I mean, look. I think they've got to. They've got to. They're dictated by by the government and and the figures and and also the testing that takes place. But. It's obviously there's obviously situations happening in the Premier League with Man City calling off, with Newcastle calling off, with with you know I think Wolves touch would have been very very fortunate ish with um, with people who've gone down so far, but at the same time you know it's I think it's out of their hands really. The people to the Premier League are discussing with the government to see what goes forward, but I really hope and I think the, the news coming out is that they haven't talked. The Premier League haven't had discussions with Premier League clubs about about a circuit break and that really no one's really pushing for it. I think Sam Allardyce was. Uh, last night, I think he's the only one out of the Premier League. So hopefully, hopefully in this, whether we're tier three or tier four by the end of today, Joe, which it could be, um, yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, there's still some football to watch, uh, which which we all need. We all need, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, sorry for the people we didn't get by, uh, but hopefully, let me know and um, I'll um, I'll make sure we answer them next week. We're being a little bit funny with the old microphone, but hopefully you can still hear me. Um, right, Joe, Brighton, January the 2nd. For me, it's an absolute must-win game, this. Well, I say must-win. I think out of the next three, which is Brighton, Everton at home and, and West Brom at home, I think Wolves, to get back on track here, if they're going to give themselves any chance of being there or thereabouts come the end of the season and to get out of December and early January, they need to get seven points from these three games. Uh, look, we've seen Brighton. Uh, they've, they've obviously got a decent performance in them, but at the same time, they can be got at, they can be beat. Uh, they've rested the likes of Pedence and Silva and Semedo. Um, you know, Neto came off at 65, 70 minutes last night, so you expect to see all these players come back 
for Brighton and maybe a, maybe a couple more. You don't know the likes of Bolly and Dendonka, but probably not. But at the same time, they need to go there, need to play well. I've, I've seen some horrific performances at Brighton over the last few years, Joe. You have as well. Really yeah. poor performances. Um, you know, we, they need to get back and they need to get back to winning ways quickly. Yeah, I mean, you want to start the new year off with a with a bang, didn't you? And uh, it's a winnable game. It's it's just interesting to see how Wolves go because you know Dendonka, Bolly, Nuno very coy on those two, and uh, you know obviously not involved again on at Old Trafford. I mean, I, I'd probably say that there wouldn't be again. I mean, you know, we just haven't seen any sign of them to be honest. So I think you probably have to prepare for not having them. So. Those two, Marcel is a bit of a question mark. Do you put Silva back in? You know, you'd assume Pedenz comes back into the starting lineup. There's a lot of questions going into the game, but we just got to out that you know they're answered in a positive manner, really, and we get we get the result that that Wolves should be getting. Um, it's you know Brighton, of course, are a decent side, but you know they they're not they're not exactly free scoring. They're, they're, they're a bit susceptible at the back and. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're where they are in the table for a reason. So um, even though Wolves aren't scoring goals by the bucket load, it's, it's a game that they should be winning. And um, yeah, just fingers crossed they, you know, they get that win. Because, I mean, while it was an encouraging performance at Man United, they've lost four of the last six, is that mm-hmm. right, I think? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to start, got to start winning, winning games and picking up points now. And um, yeah, this is one that really they should be targeting all three from. Yeah, if I hazard a guess, Joe... And it would be a guess, because if you look at that team last night, if anyone predicted that team last night, and I'll, get, I'll send them a million quid through the post in cash, baby. Um, I think they'll probably stick it to to five at the back or three at the back. Um, yeah. And I think you'll see the same back line across, but with Semedo probably coming in for Hoover. But I think that Nuri will keep his place, because I don't think Marcel will be fit. This is, this is just me thinking yeah. out loud. I think they'll be the same back three for me as well. I think you'll stick with Neves and Moutinho if they're good to go. And I think we'll see a top three of Pedence, Neto with Silva up top. And I think Adama, especially playing 90 minutes last night, will go to the drop to the bench. That, that would be my thinking. What, 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 do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts, Joe? That would also be my thinking. Yeah, that, that's, that's, um, yeah that's the 11 I'd go with as well. Oh, I think, yeah, stick, stick with the three. And yeah, because you haven't really, really got the midfield without Den Donku, I don't think you've really got the midfield to play the four. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd stick with three at the back and uh, yeah, get get silver, get silver in. <laughs> Great stuff, Joe. Um, yeah, they're going to have to play well though. Look, uh, Brighton, Brighton have still got some decent players, you know, and and um, I, I think I'm trying to think about the result, I think they're going to nick it. I hope they're going to nick it. I'm going to say Brighton 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Joe? 1-0 Wolves. 1-0 Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, are we spending New Year, pal? Because the last time we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from you until uh, 2021. Um, indoors. Indoors. Indoors, <laughs> not smelling or tasting a thing, mate. Just yeah. have orange squash or Kiora, mate. Don't have champagne. There's no point. Wait on you. To be honest, it's wasted on you even if you, you can smell and taste, yeah. mate, to be honest. But maybe just stick to the Prosecco. Um, yeah, I'll f- indoors, probably get a takeaway that I won't taste and uh, I'll, I'll be in. <laughs> see, see in the new year in style. Yeah, I'm going to have a Chinese, mate. I don't care about the about the stomach at the moment. I'm full of cheese anyway. I might as well bang it with Chinese and start on January the 2nd, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, right, run down to Brighton, mate. Um, before we go, I just want to say thank you, and Joe, you probably echo these thoughts as well. Massive yeah. thank you to every single one of you, whether you've listened to one episode or, e- or every episode in 2020. It's been a tough year. Um, we haven't missed a week. I'm proud to say we have not missed a week of the podcast uh, since since January since the start of January, even with all this. Wow. And uh, got to say thank you to you, Joe. But most importantly, thank you to all the listeners um, who have been. Yeah. Uh, tuning in every single week through all this pandemic, through all the lockdowns, through the no football, the non-football and the football and the stop football. Um, it's, been, it's been great. And, you know, we, we enjoy doing this. We're going to continue to do this podcast. We've got a few exciting things, hopefully, for next year, which we're not going to discuss now, but hopefully in the near future. Uh, but for all of you who have listened, um, this is my favourite point of the week. I only think, Joe, I know it's one of your favourite um, things to, to record. So just, just really appreciate you know, the three, four, five, six thousand sometimes that you that, that listen each week. It, it means a lot to us. 
amazing and you know i'm you know i still get a bit taken aback by just how many of you have have given us feedback and i mean you know it's uh yeah it it really is you know so appreciated how many of you listen and take take your time out your weeks to to just listen to us ramble on about walls really um i know i've got not not always the most coherent and uh, i am a black country uh, yam yam through and through ah, we but, love it we love it son but um yeah no I, I, we really appreciate the time that you you know you always take out always asking questions great questions at that and just being you know really engaged and um you know to, just yeah it's um it, it's very, really appreciated it and it makes you know the, the time that we take you know absolutely worth it in spades um, it, it, it's a pleasure to do to do the podcast for you all Thank you very much, Joe. Have a fantastic New Year, my friend. We'll see you at the back end. Feel better soon. Uh, Peeps, have a great New Year as well. Get in the bin 2020. Bring on 2021. It's Wolves' season. It's Wolves' year. Looking forward to it. From me, from Joe. Have a great New Year. Fingers crossed. Three points against Brighton. Take care. Bye-bye.